Chapter 22 of A Gossip in the First Decade of Victoria's Reign by John Ashton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 22 A Child for Sale, Trial and so forth of Daniel O'Connell, General Tom Thumb, His Visit to the Queen, The Polka, How to Dance It, Julien's Grand Polka. The Times of 19 January copies the following from the Worcester Chronicle. A Child for Sale. The following extraordinary letter was received a short time ago by a gentleman in the neighborhood of Dukesbury from a person residing here. The letter is dated from a certain court in this town, but we omit the precise locality and the writer's name, hoping that, without pursuing the exposure to that extent, it will be sufficient to teach him that natural affection is not to be made a matter of bargain and sale and that it is the duty of a parent himself to cherish the child which he has been the means of bringing into the world sir having heard that you expressed a wish to have a child and did not mind giving a sum of money as an inducement i flatter myself that i have it in my power to furnish you with one to answer your purpose in every respect it is a boy two years old a good-looking healthy-spirited child and sound in wind and limb and that you can rear him up to suit your inclination you can send word by the bearer and appoint any time to inspect the child with every wish in this book of gossip to steer as clear of politics as possible yet it would belie its name were the famous trial of daniel o'connell not to be mentioned repeal of the union was his watchword and perpetual cry and with it he stirred up the irish people to a pitch when he found it difficult to manage and restrain them on sixteen march eighteen forty three was held at trim the first of great public meetings which he designed but did not carry out and on fifteen august was a monster meeting on the hill of tara but the one to be held at clontarf on eight october was to have eclipsed its predecessors but this was forbidden by the government and a week later warrants were issued for the arrest of o'connell his son john and his chief colleagues on a charge of conspiring to create discontent and disaffection among the liege subjects of the queen and with contriving by means of intimidation and the demonstration of great physical force to procure and effect changes to be made in the government laws and constitution of this realm o'connell was allowed bail but on eight november a true bill was found by the jury yet the trial did not take place till the fifteenth january of this year on the twelfth february the jury returned a verdict of guilty of unlawful and seditious conspiracy but judgment was not delivered till thirty may when he was sentenced to imprisonment for twelve months a fine of two thousand pounds and to find surety to keep the peace for seven years he had to go to prison where he was well treated and allowed to see his friends his sentence was appealed against and reversed in the house of lords on four september eighteen forty four when he was instantly liberated during all this time there was great excitement people wearing repeal buttons one of which is here delineated and other emblems while the uncrowned king of ireland was presented at mullamast with a velvet cap surmounted with shamrocks and having a green tassel the cap in fact with which readers of punch are so familiar 
Of course, his release from prison was an occasion to be made the most of. An amphitheatrical triumphal car was provided, and upon it were mounted O'Connell, his son, and the Reverend Dr. Miley, and this gimcrack piece of property was drawn by six horses ridden by postilions. The following is an account by an eyewitness. The ovation commenced at two o'clock. First came the trades of Dublin, each preceded by the banner of its body, and a band played such music as only temperance bands can play, and generally, with much discrimination, selecting rather difficult pieces for their performance and eschewing all national airs. The banners were usually displayed from coaches, intended to hold four, but contriving to allow from sixteen to eighteen to fit into and hang on by them thus they came on bricklayers with a painting of the bank of ireland and the superscription of our old house at home slaters woollen operatives in a small open car nailers with a picture of brian broyham nailing the danes at clontarf coachmakers tailors with a very gorgeous equipage six horses postilions and outriders tin-plate workers, displaying as their sign a man with a tin helmet on his head and a dish-cover of the same metal on his arm, otherwise unassumingly attired in a blue coat and white trousers, and other bodies of tradesmen too numerous to mention, with their appropriate emblems and banners. Next came a number of repeal wardens, wearing wands and occupying respectable-looking coaches and carriages after them drove the committee of the political trades unions the members of it attired in green sashes and scarves and bearing wands with green flags on their hands next in order were the various members of the corporation aldermen town councillors and officers dressed in their robes of office and cocked hats glittering with chains and furred from head to foot the majority of these gentlemen were in their own carriages, into each of which were packed as many of the owner's friends as could find standing-room, several private vehicles being mixed up through the order of procession. Then came the private carriages of the Lord Mayor, who was in full dress, and then, preceded by a confused mass of wand-bearers, the triumphal chariot itself surrounded by a mob so dense that it was with great difficulty that the six splendid dappled greys could force the cumbrous vehicle along which every instant seemed to become a second car of juggernaut and crush some of its adorers more vehicles a few horsemen multitudes of hack cars and pedestrians a tale of old women and little boys followed and so the monster procession after winding its slow length along through the greater part of dublin and causing a total cessation of business in the line of its progress terminated in february appeared in london at the prince's theatre general tom thumb the most popular of modern dwarfs thanks to the advertising qualities of his exhibitor p t barnum the real name of this mite was charles s stratton and he was said to have been born on eleven january eighteen thirty two but this as with all data connected with him must be accepted with caution it was said of him that at his birth he weighed nine pounds two ounces somewhat more than the average weight of a newly born infant at about five months old he weighed fifteen pounds and measured twenty five inches in height 
since which time he never increased in stature and at the time of his arrival in england he weighed but fifteen pounds two ounces he had previously been exhibited in new york and the principal cities of america where his miniature palace furniture and equipage excited considerable curiosity when he embarked from new york for england he was escorted to the packet by not less than ten thousand persons on one april he appeared by command before her majesty at buckingham palace when the queen presented him with her own hand with a superb souvenir of the most exquisite handicraft manufactured of mother-of-pearl and mounted with gold and precious stones on one side are the crown and royal initials v r and on the reverse bouquets of flowers in enamel and rubies in addition to this splendid gift her majesty subsequently presented the general with a beautiful gold pencil case with the initials of tom thumb and his coat of arms engraved on the emerald surmounting the case anent this punch was exceedingly satirical her majesty has again commanded the performance of tom thumb the yankee dwarf this indeed was to have been expected we have only to reflect upon the countless acts of patronage towards the arts and sciences had only to remember a few of the numerous personal condescensions of the queen towards men of letters artists and philosophers to be assured that even tom thumb would be welcomed with that graceful cordiality which has heretofore made buckingham palace and windsor castle the homes of poetry and science de minibus curat regina continental monarchs stop short in their royal favours at full-grown authors and artists but the enthusiasm of her majesty queen victoria not content with showering all sorts of favours and rewards upon the literary and artistic spirits of her own country and age lavishes with prodigal hand most delicate honours upon an american tom thumb whose astounding genius it is to measure in his boots five and twenty inches to this how small is victor hugo at the tuileries to this how mean and petty goethe at the court of saxe weimar tom thumb being according to the biography published by his showman barnum the son of a yankee carpenter we should much like to know the general's arms did her majesty before the performance send to learn them that they might be duly engraved or were they as matthew's french shoemaker made his little boot struck off in a moment of enthusiasm about this time came to us that sweet boon the polka originally a bohemian peasant dance it was imported into fashionable saloons of berlin and st petersburg it was at this time the rage in paris as the times observes the paris papers are destitute of news our private letters state that politics are for the moment suspended in public regard by the new and all-absorbing pursuit the polka a dance recently imported from bohemia and which embraces in its qualities the intimacy of the waltz with the vivacity of the irish jig you may conceive how completely is the polka the rage from the fact that the lady of a celebrated ex-minister desiring to figure in it at a soiree dansante monopolized the professor par excellence of that speciality for three hours on wednesday morning last at two hundred francs an hour 
on its first importation into england it was used as a ballet on the stage with very fancy bohemian costume as we may see in the three following illustrations of mademoiselle carlotta grisi and monsieur perrault dancing their idea of it at her majesty's theatre in eighteen forty four but it soon became a drawing-room dance and it is edifying to know exactly how it was danced then it was found too elaborate and the number of steps had to be reduced in quantity and curtailed in quality but this is the dance as given in the illustrated london news of eleven may the drawing-room polka we are much gratified in being enabled to lay before our readers an accurate description of the veritable or drawing-room polka as danced at almack's and at the halls of the nobility and gentry of this country la polka having appeared amongst us under so many different guises we determined to spare no pains to procure a true description of its danse for which we are indebted to mrs james ray who has been fortunate enough to secure the details from monsieur coralie fees the instructor of the young noblemen and gentry in paris la polka like its predecessors the waltz and galop is a danse à deux couples following each other in the salle de danse commencing at pleasure and adopting of the following figures that which pleases them most at the moment all those anxious to shine at la polka will dance the whole of them returning from time to time by way of rest to the first figure the measure or time is two four but to facilitate our definition we subdivide each measure or bar into one two three four the accent on the two etc to be played not so fast as the galop the steps are two and the following description may in some measure convey them to our readers we commence with the first and most general at the one hop on the right leg lifting or doubling up your left leg at the same moment at the two put your left leg boldly forward on the ground at the three bring your right toe up to your left heel at the four advance your left foot a short step forward now at the one in the next measure or bar of the time hop on the left leg doubling or lifting up your right leg and so on proceeding in this step with your arm encircling your partner's waist round the room this may be termed the first figure figure two still adopting the same step with your right arm round your partner's waist and her right hand in your left you place your lady exactly before you and back all round the room your lady pursuing you as shown in the sketch you then reverse this figure and let your partner do the back step whilst you pursue her and at the same time carefully guide her round the room in backing the leg which in figure one you put boldly forward on the ground you now fling boldly backward and are thus enabled to effect your progress round the room figure three with the same step you waltz round the room in other words you perform the galop waltz substituting the polka step as described figure four this is also a waltz with the second step which we now describe as the heel and toe step at the one make a little hop on the right leg dropping your left heel close to your right foot 
at the two another little hop on the right leg pointing your left toe not forward but as close to your right foot as possible at the three another little hop on the right leg advancing one step forward with the left foot at the four bring up the right foot turning at the same instant and passing your partner over to your left arm from your right arm in your next measure return your lady to your left arm and so on figure five this is termed the back waltz the step adopted in it by yourself and partner is the back step described in figure two and you turn in this waltz exactly the contrary way to that in which you turn in all the other waltzes hence its name in la polka before commencing the figures we have just described there is a short introduction of which we give a sketch consisting of four measures danced thus leading your partner from her seat and giving her her place in the circle and placing themselves vis-a-vis -vis, you take her left hand in your right and make the first step four times first forward then backward forward again then backward taking care to gain ground in the forward steps you then start with the first figure there was a furor about the polka not only in dancing it but there was an absolute mania for naming articles of dress after it ladies wore polka hats polka jackets and polka boots and men had polka ties julien published a new polka about every fortnight and the whole people were polka mad here is a street ballad on the subject julien's grand polka oh sure the world is all run mad the lean the fat the gay the sad all swear such pleasure they never had till they did learn the polka chorus first cock up your right leg so balance on your left great toe stamp your heels and off you go to the original polka oh there's mrs tibbs the tailor's wife with mother briggs is sore at strife as if the first and last of life was but to learn the polka quadrilles and waltzes all give way for julien's polkas bear the sway the chimney sweeps on first of may do in london dance the polka if a pretty girl you chance to meet with sparkling eyes and rosy cheek she'll say young man will have a treat if you can dance the polka a lady who lives in this town went and bought a polka gown and for the same she gave five pound all for to dance the polka but going to the ball one night on the way she got a dreadful fright she tumbled down and ruined quite the gown to dance the polka a frenchman has arrived from france to teach the english how to dance and fill his pocket what's a chance by gammoning the polka professors swarm in every street tis ground on barrel organ sweet and every friend you chance to meet asks if you dance the polka then over fanny elsler came brilliant with transatlantic fame says she i'm german by my name so best i know the polka and the road did do she danced and in short clothes and red heels pranced and as she skipped her red heels glanced in the bohemian polka but now my song is near its close a secret now i will disclose don't tell for it's beneath the rose a humbug is the polka then hey ho humbug france or spain who brings back our old steps again when john bull will applaud amain just as he does the polka
End of chapter 22